What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast Sunday. Sunday, 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 Sunday edition. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host of the daily CBS Sports NFL podcast. Grind it out all through the weekend. We're usually just Monday through Friday. But with the combine here, live from Indianapolis, and frankly, with some co-workers of mine begging me to join the show, like Jamie Eisenberg, I agreed to do a Sunday podcast just for Jamie. So, Jamie. Well, you should, you should uh, before you um, go into uh, all the fabulous content you have planned for today, oh boy. you should uh, tell the story about what happened to you on the streets in Indianapolis. Oh, on, Jamie's reading my mind. I was, I was oh, yeah. Um, on Friday we, night. It was awesome. We ran into a group of listeners, and I guess we'll find out if they're, if they are listening to this show. Well, let's see. See, this happens to us on the fantasy show, you know, once in a blue moon as well. Did you get their names so you can actually say their names on the show? Uh, yeah, I bought, I bought them drinks at Prime. Actually, I bought them some Tito's. Were they all underage? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Um, he hesitated. Yeah, I think I spent. I bought, I bought them. Uh, bought some Tito's and water with uh, at Prime, and um, we ran into. Uh, either, I don't remember who's who on name wise. So sorry in advance, guys. Um, also, you know. The group of fine young men that you met at yeah. the... But the funny part about it is that we're walking down the street. Please tell the truth, the true part of the story. Don't I'm yes. telling the true part of Let's the story. You listen to me. They're walking down the street, and these guys are like, yo, is that Pete Prisco? And Pete's like, yeah. yeah. And they go, we, you're on the uh, Pick 6 podcast, right? That happened. They said, where did they hear him from? And he was mad. Pete was pissed. Oh, boy. Here we go. Because Pete fancies himself a celebrity. He won't tell you that, but he does. Right, Jamie? Oh, for sure. Like, he is 100%. I mean, he's, where, he's sitting over there in all his glory. Yeah. Trying to pretend like he's doing work. Pete likes to complain when we ask him to do stuff, and then he does it anyway. He, it's the same thing with his celebrities. Like, I'm not famous. I'm just a guy. And then, but, like, he, he knows he's a, yeah. He had a Jaguars fan walk over here. Yeah, that and, was a big uh, moment. And, like, get yeah, a picture with him yeah. and all that. Uh, but, yeah, these, uh, these guys were podcast listeners and, uh, for IU grads, and they came to Prime and hung out for a little bit and, I think they were like, it was, pre- it's pretty nuts. So like, they came into the, you know, I was like, y'all should walk in. They're like, we can't get in there. I was like, it's an open bar. Anybody can walk in. And we were sitting there, I was sitting there talking to him in prime and like, John Elway comes walking by. And then, uh, you know, Howie Roseman strolls by. Yep. It, it, it was, uh, Saturday night out in Indy was chock full of NFL celebrities. Um, you know. And you and, blew us off. It's, yeah, that's the I didn't blow you off. I was at the bar getting beers. I texted Ryan and said, what do you, do you guys need drinks? And he said, no, we're leaving. Do I need to go to the receipts? I mean, you've been lying all week long we about <laughs> me. You've been like, see, Jamie and Pete are noted instigators. I don't know what you're talking about. And they're open about it. And I get it. That's fine. Ryan, but Ryan is a quiet instigator. Oh, stop. Ryan likes to act like he's like a nice person and a good human. He gets off. On getting Pete riled up at like something with me, like he'll go and tell Pete some sort of gossip. In Here, order- let me explain to you as I check the receipts because of my OCD. If you text me, I text you back within the minute almost all. That is false. So Not you, this weekend. You texted me at eleven thirty last night, eleven twenty-seven. Do I need a drink? Because you came into the bar where we hadn't found yeah. each other because it was packed. At eleven twenty-seven. This is on the air, right? We're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I said no because <laughs> we're getting ready to leave, and then I say at eleven thirty-three we're leaving because we still haven't found you. You haven't texted back. I hear from you six minutes later. Where are y'all? But I was walking home. Right. You didn't wait to hear back from me. You just left. I didn't ditch you. You ditched me, dude. Well, no, you ditched us. Right. When you found your when you found your friends to the to listeners of the you podcast. You sign autographs. Look, no, I didn't sign autographs. You take pictures. Yeah, of course, hundred percent. I got a picture of my phone with them. I was going to tweet it out. And I forgot. Um, look, I'm a man of the people. I'm a blue collar guy. <laughs> 
Where'd you get that? At the Brinson compound. Yeah. We pretend hand, that we're a man of the people. Hand, <laughs> oh, oh. hand in the dirt, blue collar. The uh, anyway, oh, wait, wait, Ryan Wilson also on the podcast today with me. We're gonna have Christian Passo yeah. join us to talk some NFL draft. But let's get down to business here, gentlemen. The quarterbacks through on. Um, we went over to Yard House, had ourselves a nice little lunch, watched the quarterbacks throw, watched NC State lose a basketball game, and uh, I frankly wasn't impressed with the quarterbacks. What about you, Jamie? I think Locke did some nice things. Um, I think uh, Ryan Finley's getting some nice um, praise. From the uh, draftniks on on Twitter, right? I, I, I haven't asked our our own draftnik yet what his opinion is, but I'm sure he'll give it now. Um, so those two guys, I think, kind of helped themselves in terms of the throwing. Uh, the kid from Buffalo, uh, Jackson, right? I forget his first Jackson, name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he ran. Freak athlete. Yeah, ran well. I don't know how well he threw today. Um, and I think the guy that's kind of getting picked apart a little bit, which you might expect, is based on his uh, what you expect how he would throw, is Trace McSorley. Yeah. Sure. So he did not have a, a, a good day. So I don't know if picked apart a little bit is really the accurate way to describe that. I would say Trace McSorley is being getting Hackenberged. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a small guy. He ran a four or five something, just under four six. He actually was asked to try out with the defensive backs, so the the conversation is more about him not being a quarterback in the NFL. I don't think that's a surprise. But Haskins looked. Yeah, that's a court. Adam Schefter reported that one team asked him to work out with the DBs, which is yeah, there was insane. A, there are a couple no, other guys we can talk about, but um, Ed Oliver was asked to work out a linebacker. Hakeem Butler, who ended up running a, four, a sub 4-5 as a wide receiver, 6-6 six, six out of um, Iowa State, was asked tight ends. But McSorley, we know he's not going to be a, a day-two pick, and he may be drafted in the sixth or seventh round as a, proje- a projection to do something else. But I thought Dwayne Haskins looked like he was going about 75%, and that's okay. I mean, again... Look, you don't have to cape up but for your boy. Here's the thing: you admit yes. admit that Dwayne Haskins had a bad day throwing the football. No, he didn't have a bad day, but here's he didn't have a good day. He didn't help so, himself. So, just based on what the perception of Haskins is today, leaving the con- the combine, which quarterback Kyler helped I mean, themselves the most? Kyler helped about him, Kyler. Week, not, you and Pete Prisco were yelling and screaming about how he needs to work out. Kyler Murray does. I didn't say that, and I said, "Well, what happened?" I never he, said that. He short hops a few passes. I see. So Dwayne Haskins right. competed today. No, I agree. I think there's nothing beneficial for most of these quarterbacks to come and throw at the combine. Like you, like if Kyler Murray makes every throw, it's like, well, he's supposed to. And if he misses a bunch of throws and he gets, Dwayne Haskins didn't miss any throws. He was just throwing seventy five percent. He didn't. He didn't look like he was the most complete quarterback in this draft. He didn't look comfortable under center. Yeah, I that's, I mean, that's not a problem. So if you're a team that's picking at the top that needs a quarterback. Or, or may trade up to get a quarterback. Giants, um, Jags, Jags, uh, Dolphins, know, Dolphins, Redskins, Redskins right. you know, any of those teams. And you're coming away from the, uh, forget about the NFL personnel, fan. Which quarterback do you want? I want Kyler. Kyler. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, any of these mock drafts, I have him going first because I feel like he'll bring more excitement to the organization. He can play more if immediately. I'm a, if I'm a Dolphins fan or a Redskins fan, yeah. you know yeah. what I want? I don't want him to take anybody. No, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I want him taking Kyler Murray. No way. Don't take anybody. Yeah, that's it's a good strategy. This year. Well, look, you're not going to hire Brian Flores to come down there and win two football games. Why not? Keep Adam Gase. I mean, what? why all the appeals? Adam Gase can't stop winning seven. <laughs> I think I think if you're a Dolphins fan or a Redskins fan. You do like fan. Major League. You strip him of all the players. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you think it's a bad idea, though, now that I'm thinking about it, to take one of those guys, not obviously mortgage your future, but take them in the right spot? 
and then about next year? Not next year, but two years with Lawrence. Then that's a going to be a track race to who's going to get. There's only one Lawrence. But you're saying take one of what guys? If you if you are so enamored with, let's just say for whatever reason, Murray slips. Sure. You don't have you don't have to give up everything to move into the top five or top three, whatever the case may be. And he's bad. Yeah. Two years from now, you could be in the same spot. But no, I don't think you want to do that. But I'm saying I think that there are quarterbacks coming out in the next two years that I would rather have than Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins. So what I would do is I would pass on that. And I would say, I'm going to get my quarterback later. Look, the Redskins are a different situation because Jay Gruden is... But you need to win now. Not if, not if you're the Dolphins. No. That's what I'm saying. But the Jags but do. Yeah, right. The Jaguars are in a different situation. The Redskins are a different situation. How do you sell that to an owner? I don't worry about it this year. We're all good. You say, I have a long-term well, the do- plan. The Dolphins owner has said that. Or yeah. the, the reports have indicated that. You Forget say, about I have said. a long-term plan. Even in 2019 with the new coach? That they have indicated that they do not mind building from the bottom up to get to the point that they want to get to, which I think would indicate not necessarily mortgaging the future, unless they believe that one of these two kids, or Locke or Jones or whoever. Are you sure you wouldn't really have Josh Rosen than Kyler Murray or Dwayne Haskins? No, I've been saying that all the time. Baker, Sam, Josh Rosen. So if you're the so Redskins, quarterbacks call if you're if you're not Bruce Allen. Allen. I'm not crazy about Allen. I if you're Bruce like Allen, him. you call Steve Kime and say, "Look, dude, I'll give you fifty. I got a, this look, dude thing. I'm getting from Prisco is annoying. I keep saying it. Um, you say, listen, man, I'll give you fifteen for Josh Rosen. You can take Kyler Murray at one, and then you can grab your defensive lineman, your pass rusher at fifteen. What do you think? I, I think that's a wonderful idea. The Redskins oh, should so, do that. By the way, uh, Kim Jones said this on Friday, I believe. On air, uh, quote, in terms of Murray, people are beginning to believe almost universally he will indeed be the number one pick by the Arizona Cardinals. That seems insane to me, not because Kyler doesn't necessarily fit in Arizona with Cliff Kingsbury, because he does, but if you're Steve Kime, you're saying, I'm an idiot because I drafted Josh Rosen last year, and now I'm going to do a redo and don't worry about it. I agree. I agree. That is it is a aggressive and bold move if you end up doing that, but if you – I, I also agree with the idea that if you are going to be all in on Cliff Kingsbury, then you have to get him the quarterback that fits his system. And if Josh Rosen isn't that guy, then you and, Ky- and Kyler Murray is, right. then you have to go get him Kyler Murray. It, it, it's a rare scenario that they have the option, if they find a trade partner, to make it work. Sure. Because if you can, like, the draft is deep at defensive line. The draft is, you know, for what, what their needs are, you know, the, I don't know offensive line, but you would you would be able to speak bad, to him, yeah. but but defensive line for sure. So if they think that there's a a second tier defensive lineman that they get at fifteen, like Christian Wilkins, yeah, and there's talk Montez Sweat, Ryan Burns. Then you come out you come out of the draft with the quarterback you want and the, and a defensive lineman that certainly can help you. That's a win. Yeah, absolutely. That's a win. But are are they getting a top fifteen pick for Josh Rosen? That's the question. I think that the. Like I, I, we just, I was looking down. Did we discuss the Dolphins willingly trading thirteen for Josh Rosen? We didn't. I, I just, don't, I don't, I don't think. Who's the quarterback? They, they're not they worried about one. it. They're not. I'm telling you, they're not. I, worried I would about imagine it. Brian, Brian Flores on some level is he's, he's not, not worried, worried about. No, it. they're they're certainly worried about it, but it's he, not necessarily a think a thing that. Here's, look, here's the thing. When you, I in, think they'd be fine with. Tannehill. Bridgewater. No, I don't think Tannehill. I think it's, it's, it's Jacksonville, Miami. I think they just have to cut ties with the guys that they have, just from a public perception. Sure. But I think Bridgewater or Tyrod Taylor, or you know, if they decide that Foles is cheap enough to get in that mix, 
Case Keenum once he's let go. Those guys are going to be the, okay. the ones that they look at if and, they don't get a rookie. And here's the reality of the situation. If you're Brian Flores and Chris Greer, the now GM, fully empowered GM, if you draft a quarterback at 13, you just started your clock. And that means you have several years before the owner starts saying, why does your quarterback stink? Why does Daniel Jones stink? Why did you draft it's him? Do you think, though, if it's, if it's not the it's, top two guys, that that's still the case? Because yeah. in theory, you're right. At 13, in, in yeah. Theory, in theory, you're right. If but you, if you get, if you, this is why, this is why Mike McCagnan took Christian Hackenberg in the second round. He thought he was a legitimate prospect and he didn't think if he took a second rounder that the clock would tick, but it's the Jets, the hell, it's Hackenberg. Why would you think that? I don't know, he's an idiot. I don't know. But you the, said but, that, not me. that's fine. Um, he, he got it right, he got Sam Darnold, he's fine. But the, if the, if you're the Dolphins and you go to this year knowing that, you know, the Jets are probably going to be a little bit better, the Bills will probably be a little bit better, the Patriots are the Patriots. You have an uphill battle, even if you get a stud rookie quarterback. Go in and stink. Get a top five pick next year. Get the quarterback, whether it's Tua or uh, who else is coming Herbert. up? Herbert. Justin Herbert. Herbert. Jake right. Fromm. Uh, yeah. Shea Patterson. There'll be a few guys. Yeah. yeah. We'll uh, see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, like, who knows? Like, we were talking about Kyler a year ago. For sure. But to me, that's the play for the Dolphins. You don't need to rush it. If you didn't rush it last year when there were four good ones and you had a top 10 pick or top 11 pick or whatever sure. it was, then you don't need to rush it this I, year. I think all these teams that don't have the quarterback solved should take the Colts model. Build around them. I mean, the Colts are in a weird situation because they had the franchise quarterback coming off of injury. But look what he walked back into. Yeah. He walked back into uh, an offensive line that you could argue is top five in the NFL, and that's certainly helped their whole franchise right now. They have a ton of cap space, too. Yeah. The bench press is going to start in 15 minutes. You're up, Brenton. For the bench press? Yeah. I don't think I could do one. I'm not even kidding. How many push-ups can you do? I do. Right, like right now? Yeah. If I got down on the ground, I bet I could do 50 push-ups. Five zero. Fifty. Yeah. I'll bet. And you how long? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's a couple it. hours. <laughs> okay, that's, a, that's a follow-up question. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I mean, what would be a surprising number? Twenty. I, I could do twenty push-ups. Could you do twenty in a minute? Ooh. Uh, I mean, oh, May, maybe, maybe, maybe. All right. Well, we're, we're going to take a break. No, we're not going to take a break. <laughs> yeah, we are because Trapa- Chris Trapasso is going to come on. I'm going to I'm going to go step off, and you're going to do twenty push-ups. I'm not doing twenty push-ups. You I'll are. Throw, I'll throw. You just up. said you could do You'll it. You'll throw up. We'll put a bar bag down there. I'm not going to eat lunch and then do twenty push-ups in a suit. I'm not doing sit-ups. You take your jacket off. You'll yeah. be fine. Take your shirt how off. Many, how many push-ups do you think Pete Prisco can do in a minute? Well, he has short arms. He can do fifty push-ups in a minute. He has the shortest arms. Hold on. Hey, Pete. Come here for a second. This is the conversation he had. Uh, how many push-ups could you do in a minute? Did you do 50 in a minute? Andy's like, I can do 50. Can I do 50? How many can you do? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. No way. Will doesn't think he can do 20. Andy's like jumping out of his seat. Andy doesn't think I can do, do 20? No, no, no. no we didn't say we no. We just were curious. How many do you think you could do? I mean, I think I could do 20 in a minute. You could do 20. Yeah. We're going to find out in about two minutes. I'm not doing push-ups. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you got it. You got but, I don't. I don't know if listeners of this podcast are fully aware of... What goes into spending a weekend with Pete Prisco at, at a work event? Last cool. night at dinner, <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete just comes pre- it down. Pete pretended. <laughs> it's a, this is a classic. Uh, hold on, Pete. Keith's going to set up your, uh, your your microphone there. Pete pretended he was a judge and proceeded to quite put, happy with himself. Put me on trial for an hour and a half because you uh, you called, lied to me. You called Ryan Wilson a liar, and it was pretty clear once it, things got through. That Ryan was in fact a liar. Get out of here. No, he wasn't. That I was not guilty. No, you were. And you were, were, not, you were a terrible witness. Were, you were a terrible were defendant. It, were it not for a? Were, yeah, I was guilty of treason. Guilty. Yeah, of, treason. He, he went in 
with a, like you said, with a traffic ticket, and he had a murder charge by the end of it. <laughs> were it, it was not, awful. Were it not for a robust conspiracy I'll get out of, here. of people to pick on me, I would uh, have been scot-free. Thank goodness this way. Jason Lockenford was there for a hung jury, when I was, and I got out. When I was asking you questions... You babbled more than you do on this podcast. No, it's because Dane and Jason were screaming. No, about they the weren't. Email. Well, that that got a little out of hand. But yeah, uh, what did you think about the quarterback throw today? Mezamez was just okay. Mezamez means half and half. You thought that Dwayne Haskins had a terrible day. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't great though. It was. He did not improve his stock. I mean, like, and what's the takeaway from that? That's why Kyler Murray doesn't have to throw. It doesn't matter. He has moved Kyler Murray above Dwayne Haskins based on. I had Kyler Murray above Dwayne Haskins. So, Pete, I'll ask them the same question. If you're a fan of one of the teams in the market for quarterback, after everything that's happened at the combine, who do you want as a fan? Me? As if you're a fan, yeah. Oh, as a fan to watch for excitement wise? Yeah. Look, Norlander's on HQ. I'd, uh, I'd rather have, uh, he's blown his nose on HQ as we sit here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have, uh, from a fan standpoint, to watch is exciting. You probably like to take Murray, but just from 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 a quarterback, you're you're a Dolphins fan. What do you want your team to do in this draft? From internal, what do you want your team to do this offseason? Get it right. No, no, no. But specifically, what would you? What would be? You're you're Chris Greer. What would be your? I I wouldn't put my rebuild in on a five foot ten quarterback. I would not do that. No, but you have the 13th pick. What are you doing? Uh, You can do the free agency. You can do a quarterback draft. You can do both. Neither. What are you doing? Neither. What are you rolling with in 2019? Uh, Tannehill? Bridgewater. Oh, well, that's a free agent. Oh, you're, oh, you're saying just, okay, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not paying him big money, though. Okay. Yeah. You go I'm, get getting, I'm getting stopgap until I find the right guy. And, and that's not in this draft? No, I don't. I think this draft, this quarterback you is. You like Drew Locke, though. What if he's there at 13? Uh, I probably would. I, I think this draft class is average at best for okay. quarterbacks. It's, I think this draft class is average in general. There's no, this draft class is good. What? No, no, it's good. But no, no, this draft class is good. No, I'm not. It's just average because the quarterbacks are. Everybody pings draft class because of the. Right. I'm not insulting the draft class. I'm saying that you just said on, it's not good. You did. I didn't say again. It's not this good. is like last are you night. You never know. Yes. <laughs> I said that it's it is here. Here's the unique qualities of this draft class: the top tier talent. There's not a huge group of elite discernible talent at the top. I think from. Basically, like three to seventy is pretty. It's going to fluctuate pretty wildly. Like I think you're. I don't think. I think they're going to be very few mock drafts. Where was the top tier talent last year? Uh, going in, going in. Quarterback. Four quarterbacks. Were uh, they? Were they all top tier talent, or were they forced up the board because they were, no, they were top tier talent? No. Right. Josh Allen, well, if they're top tier, if Josh Rosen's top tier talent, why are you getting rid of him to get, go get yeah, a five ten quarterback? I mean, you just said that, right? Because of the system. Desperation's a stinky cologne, Pete. Uh, it's, it's a bad move. So, oh, Barkley was a top-tier talent, no question. Mm-hmm. Saquon, yeah. Yeah, no question. But there's top-tier talent in this draft. Too. There's there's no... There's no top-tier running well, they're back. They're talking about Josh Jackson. Skill, skill positions skill are not positions top-tier. Not there's no Roquan Smith or Leighton Vander Esch out there. There's a Devin White. Is he? And there's, he's not as good as those guys. He might be. Yeah. How yeah. do you know? He, he just, might be. Where would he rank compared to those guys? He's probably right there with him at 10, 11. 10 to 15, yeah. yeah. Okay. The pass rushers are way better in this draft Pass rushers class. are better. Way defensive better. Defensive and interior line? It, yeah, deep. The offensive line is, the offensive tight line end. is better. The tight end? That's right. Tight end's better. So you're just... He's talking just, about kickers and punters, Pete. No, he's talking about skill players and quarterbacks is what you talk about, which is how people end up grading drafts. In the past few years, there has typically been 
like a clear cut number one guy. We have it. Number one quarterback? No, number one Nick guy. Number is, one. Is, is, is Nick Bosa the transformational prospect that we thought Miles Garrett might be? And I know yes. you know. Oh, he is? Yes. So no questions about him? Yes. Tons of upside? Yes. As long as he's healthy. The only, in, the only question with him is injuries. The only worry, question you, with Miles Garrett was he played the tuba or whatever. He played a rope. Played the tuba. Yeah. Um, now I'm trying to think oh, of the wow. 2000. Why don't you get your flashlight on? You had it on yesterday, too. I accidentally, keep accidentally turning it on. The, um, no, the, the problem is whenever a draft class doesn't have elite quarterbacks or elite star skill players, people ping the draft. Okay, this might be one of the best center drafts we've seen in a long time. You think, yeah, Brinson should have been all over that. <laughs> There's no Quentin Nelson. Huh? Quentin Nelson. Garrett no Bradbury. Nelson. What about Garrett Bradbury? There's no Quentin Nelson. Well, we'll see. Dalton Reisner. No, if there's no inside. Quentin Nelson, dude. We'll see. There's you know, no Derwin James. Like there's, last no year, safety, there's no safety that size. The safety class isn't. Last year, there was Derwin James, Minka Fitzpatrick. There were like 10 to 12 guys who were but, blue chip. There, there, were, there were six or seven blue chip prospects. I don't think that there are those guys in this draft. So, I mean, it's not well, you well, got that's, that's, Just because he fell doesn't mean he's not a blue chip prospect. for sure. The tackle from Florida is a blue chip prospect. Juwan. Juwan Taylor? Yes, no doubt. Um, but who's the three for sure? Allen, Williams, and Boza. Blue you think chips. those guys are blue chip? Blue right? chips. Yeah. Okay. Blue chips. Okay. Rashawn Gary's an insane no, athlete. He's, he's an insane a, athlete. He might not even go in the first round. That's that's not true. That's uh, he might not even go in the first round. I'm telling true. you, his tape isn't his tape doesn't tell it, you. It doesn't look right. But I mean, he's so what? You're going to draft him based on his athletic ability? I'm not. Ability? The teams like some of yeah, the athleticism. He might not go in the first round. Uh, he's going in the first round. Pete. I'm telling you, he might not. Where's he rank on the pass rusher list? I have him down. <laughs> For me, <laughs> okay. But but I, like, I, I you I, have I, it. You have it. Boza. Yeah. Allen. Yeah. Then who? Which the, uh, probably Jakai and then Brian Burns. Jakai Burns and then Sweat, and then Gary. I, I think. Well, he's a better athlete than Sweat, but, but he's not a better player no, than Sweat. So who do they have? On, on Nick Bosa or Bradley Chubb? Bosa. Bosa. Yeah, Bosa. Yeah. I really have Chubb. Nick Post. Nick Bosa is unreal. When he's I don't know why. What field. do you have against him? I like Nick Bosa. I love. I love Joey when he came out. But like again, like you look at that draft class, right? When you had Joey Bosa, Zeke Elliott. The father got hurt in college. I mean, the NFL. They got hurt. Both of them have been yeah. hurt. You worry about that? Is there something in the genes or something? You worry about it? Uh, there might be. I'm trying I mean, to Would you worry about that? No. Should we be worried about it? It's just a coincidence, right? It can't yeah. be anything more. But I think if you're Steve Kime and you draft uh, Nick Bosa, you can sleep well at night. But you're, you're doing, right. You're doing all this crazy stuff with the quarterbacks. I, I don't know. But not again if you are able to flip Rosen for. But uh, doesn't that reflect poorly on you as an evaluator when you get rid of Rosen 11 and a half months later? Why I don't it? think so. If you're trying to appease Cliff Kingsbury and you're going all in on him, all right. Let me, well, let they me. didn't try to appease Cliff Kingsbury when they hired to stay. They hired his defensive staff for him. They didn't appease him too much in that process. No, but to, but to your point though about making admitting you made a mistake, they made him they made a mistake on Steve Wilkes. No, God, hundred percent, yeah. That was, so this wouldn't be out of character right. for them. I also think that to just say that the 2018 season was a wash. And my my theory on the Cardinals too is that um, Michael Bidwell, the president, CEO. Has saw for how the Cardinals were very bad under his dad, terrible for a long time. And when Bruce Arians and Steve Kime came in and took over, Michael put them in. The Cardinals rose into sort of one of the better franchises in like what did the I NFC. Got some fran- breaking news. NFC, huh? What do you guys think DK Metcalf ran the forty and unofficially? Four five. No no no. It's low. It's like look four, at, look, it's four three. Look, look at, at Ryan's face. face. <laughs> what do you, what do you think he ran? Is it four three? Uh, well, Jamie has a guess yet. Four four. 
439. 433 unofficial. Look at Pete. Pete's pulling up. That's a top 10 pick. Top 10 pick. There we go. That's Julio. There's another one. That's right. That's Julio. There's another blue chipper. That's Julio. Uh, Brady said to point out that he thinks DK Metcalf is a Terrell Owens clone. That's pretty good comparison. I like Josh Gordon. Brady was texting Brady. He's a little bigger than T.O. He's a little bigger than everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's taller than T.O. He's like he's like if T.O. and Juan Bolden and... 6'3", I think it changed. T.O. Yeah. and David Boston had a baby. He's not, yeah, the, gir- not the girly man. <laughs> he's not the girly man. <laughs> I don't like the David Boston comparison because it just insinuates... It's, it's, not, it's, it's a bad comparison. He's a, Speaking of David Boston... You don't want to be if you, David Boston. Right, if exactly. you were a professional NFL player, would you take steroids? Yes. <laughs> I just like that. I, I take HGH because they don't detect it. Right, they don't bother testing. And then when they detect something new, then you get something else. Like, today. see, I don't think Ryan. Like, I think Ryan. No, I would. Ryan would not take steroids because he would be like, he would feel bad that he was cheating the game. Yeah, hundred percent. Jamie would be worried about his personal health, and Pete's like, I'm going for the. the give me those it, needles. If it makes me more money over the course of his career, I'm you, I'm shooting. So what would percent, you? What percent of so would you, dude? Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't. If you were gonna make, oh, no. if you were gonna make ten million at, without taking the steroids, I'm, I'm or twenty like million or twenty million taking the steroids, what are you doing? I'd wake I'm up like at, Jamie. I'm worried about the long term effects. No, no. I would take ten million. What do I need twenty million for? Ten million's plenty. Not after you pay your agent, your family, and everybody I'm else. I'd be like Richard Sherman. I don't need an agent. You, well, you, we're gonna find. We're gonna would find you take him? I would. I would. Yeah, based on your on your uh, yeah, scenario, ten million. I, you'd walk. You'd walk into my house, and I'd have one of those little Nutribullet shake things. with just a big jug of HGH. I'd be waking up every morning. HGH <laughs> hey, doing push ups. Well, let's go. Let's take the jacket off. Come on. S- it's time. Doesn't doesn't doing sliced alone. I'm not doing push ups. Come on. Doesn't, well, doesn't sliced alone well, take uh, HGH? Oh, I don't well, know, man. He admits it. I well, I'm not. I'm come not on, push-ups. You're a bragging. Come on, well, fifty. We're just asking for Come on, I'll start the clock. Here we go, guys. This is a podcast. Here we go. Nobody can see this. I'm gonna record it. You can't see it. Come on, well. So I think he could get twenty in a minute. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. I think he get twenty in thirty seconds. Oh, that I would. I would. Let's go. You guys both do it together. You guys both do it together. Same time. We didn't finish talking about. By the way, you suit. I think. I think Andy will do our producer. Our producer, Andy Hecht, will do twice as many as you. Tell us your pasta to come over here. Let's go, Will. All right, hold on. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back. I don't even know what we just talked about. Did we say, what have we talked about? What is going on here? Dolphins? Talk about dolphins. All right, come on. Let's go. You and Andy. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break and watch Andy do. And you. 50, I'm, not doing, I'm not doing push-ups against this sculpted Adonis. Let's go. Come on. No, I'm not doing push-ups. We are taking a break, and then we will bring on Chris Okay, hit pause. To get his opinions on this draft. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. All right, welcome back 
to the Pick 6 Podcast. Quick commercial break. Chris Trapasso joining us now. What's up, What's up buddy? How's it going, Will? How you doing? Welcome Good. to the Combine. Well, you've been in the Combine for a while now. Yeah. I really don't like it when they do the bench press in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. What uh, What's your takeaways from the, I guess this is Saturday. We're recording this on Saturday afternoon. Wide receivers and uh, second wide receivers and quarterbacks are running. Quarterbacks are throwing. What's your big takeaway from Saturday's action at the combine? That the wide receiver class, which I've liked since September, thought it was loaded with a lot of big receivers, did the exact opposite that what we saw from the running backs, who were really disappointing. Oh yeah, for sure. really slow, yeah. and all these big, you know, six five, two twenty, or six three and up, two twenty, two twenty five wide receivers ran really fast. Yeah. Um, Ryan was just geeking out about, uh, did you see DK Beckhoff? 4-3-3. Hey, let, let me show you guys. Obviously, podcast listeners can't see this, but this is the Draft Network guys watching DK Metcalf's 40 time. Somebody recorded it? that? Losing it, probably. Yeah, so this is the, uh, our guys at the, the Draft Network seeing the 4-3-3 and just going, it's like they won the lottery. It's Tackle like, them. Like, yeah. It's like Wait. someone hit a last second shot in a basketball game. Wait, but like, isn't DK Metcalf like the consensus? But four, Number one, know, remember what was the over under? I said nine. if he, I said if he was under four five, I thought that'd be good because he's so big. If he's under four five, he's gonna be a top ten. By pick. the way, a couple other uh, forty times came in. By the time you listen to this, you'll know them, but we're finding out in real time. What do you think, Debo Samuel did? Mm, you're disappointed, so I'll say four six. He looks slow on film. Four, four six, four five unofficial. So that's good for him. That is good for him. Definitely. Riley he's Ridley, bigger. Pete's guy. He loves a lot. I think he's a great route runner, possible late first round guy. What do you think he ran? Four four nine. Mid four fours, four six one. Whoa! So that's, that's a lot bad. of moving and shaking. I mean, that's what Calvin Armour, your guy, ran four six, I think. Yeah. So there's some four, things, six, one. some things to figure out. The Key Butler yeah. was under was four four nine, and how big he is. Yeah, that's AJ Brown was under four five, which is good for him. He looks yep. kind of like a running back on the field. So the wide receivers just really blew it out of the water. I think here. Yeah. In the- uh, how many wide receivers do you think ultimately go in the first round? Well, after this weekend, because I think a lot of the thought was, oh, these guys are bigger, but they're slow. Nikhil Harry's not that fast. They all ran well. I can see four wide receivers maybe going Ooh, in the first who you round. Got? Who are the four? Um, DK Metcalf is locked in the first DK round. DK Metcalf. I have I think, him as a third round pick, but go ahead. I what? think, really? What'd you say? I said I have him as a third round pick. I was kidding. <laughs> Metcalf? <laughs> I can see Hakeem Butler. I mean, with that size, the length, the catch radius to run under four or five. Um, I think Nikhil Harry back end of the first round because people thought he was going to run like four seven, yeah. yeah, and he didn't. Um, and I think AJ Brown, he's so good after the catch, and he's big, he's muscular, he kind of fits what the NFL wants from receivers being great after the catch. Calvin Harmon's going in the first round, yeah, four six though. That's going to be a question, and I think. But what, what, I don't like why is he, why isn't Keem Harry? Why are we like? I'm not on the. We're rubbing us. We're, ru- we're we're praising the Keem. In, in, They're cheering for you. That's the bench press. Somebody did 29, 29 reps. Let's settle down here. All right. Those are, those are <laughs> linebackers. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and Keem Harry did 459 on his 40. And we're I'm not out. crazy about but it. But, like, 459 is the same as 461. I don't disagree. It's the same. I still like Kelvin Harmon. But I think uh, Butler's a, a good point by Chris. And also, there's Marquise Hollywood Brown. I know he's hurt, but what's his health situation? A lot of teams like A.J. Brown. I don't love A.J. Brown, but he's... Six two, he's a monster. I mean, his first unofficial was four five seven. Somehow got down to four four nine or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's weird. But whatever. I mean, teams like him, so I could see those guys, three or four guys, ending up in the first round. Well, and I think the other thing too is that when you look at this draft and you start to look at the bottom half of the first round, teams that need wide receivers. 
That's what the I was Eagles need wide receivers. The Ravens need wide receivers. I wouldn't be stunned oh, wait, if the Seahawks were involved. What? That year was for Nick Bosa. 29 reps. That's oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. Did you get hurt doing them? Um, Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers could use a wide receiver. The Packers, I wouldn't be stunned if they took a playmaker there. Uh, the Patriots need wide receivers. The Raiders are going to take a wide receiver. I think you can argue that the Colts need help a wide receiver. A lot of teams there. Yeah. I mean, so I think that we could really see a jammed. The Raiders could get Kelvin Harmon at 35. Now, that would be amazing if he happened to hang around there. If get the him. Raiders got two defensive players, they get a tight three. end. Yeah, tight end. And then Kelvin Harmon. Four picks, that would be a nice haul. Right. Definitely. Um, who else is a big winner from the combine, Ryan? I'm actually thinking. So, let's say you get. Quinnen Williams as the Raiders, these four picks. Quinnen Williams, Montez Sweat, Montez Sweat. You get Noah Fant, and then you get Kelvin Harmon. That's an unbelievable haul. What do you if you're a five win team in twenty? See, but this this is my this was my point to Prisco earlier when I was saying it's not a it's the draft to me. I would rather have twenty four and twenty seven than number two. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah, and like you, the draft chart wouldn't say let's trade twenty four and twenty seven for two. Like if two you, better two players are better than one player, right? Mm-hmm. Like if pick, I were if I were the Cardinals. I would call the Raiders and be like, look, I will give you the number one overall pick for 24, 27, and 35. And I think that you would come away with three players. I think there are three players who are in the top 35 that are going to be more valuable to your team than than one one player in the number one pick. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I'm a huge proponent of trading back, and I think it's easy for for us to say, oh, teams should always just trade back. I think if you're uh, 25 reps for... Who was that? Did you hear that, Ryan? I don't know, but Joey only did 24 reps two years Nick. So, look, I want to point this out. No, Joey, um, when he was drafted a few years ago, he only did 24. His brother uh, Nick did 29 tonight. So, Andy Isabella is a guy I love out of UMass, 5'8". He was a sprint champion in uh, Ohio High School, but beat Denzel Ward in the 100. So, we were talking to our boss, John Breach, and I were talking to our boss, Port, the other day, who um, Name drop. ran track growing up, and his son runs track. And I, I we looked up. Uh, Andy Isabella's Port, track Port is a number. podcast listener, of course. Yeah, this is what I'm telling the story. So Isabella ran track in high school. We looked up what he <laughs> ran, and I don't. It was under eleven, I think. It's like ten and a half, ten six, something like that. And Port said that's not going to be a four three because there were conversations about Isabella running a four three. Yeah, so that's going to be a four four something. Isabella ran a four four six. Wow! So, sprint champ four four six. Port nailed it. But it's still a guy I like a lot. And that's, I mean, it shows that not necessarily what happens in high school translates because. I think Denzel Ward ran four three one last yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. yeah. So, yeah. not a great time for for Andy Isabella. But if you so if you me, like him, then you just like him. It's not like you're not going to drop. So him you guys are you guys are draft nerds um, by trade. Give me some. Give me some lower. Give me some unknown. Some hidden gems. That have done well at the combine who could be boosting their stock. Not necessarily. Oh, Rock Armstead, I love. Raquel Armstead. I talk about him a lot. The, the Temple running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ran 4-4-5 the other day when the running backs ran. You know, he's the guy that, that, uh, had that sack during the game against Tulsa last year. But he's a hard, fast runner. I like him a lot. Staying at, at the uh, same spot, um, Justice Hill. He yeah. was oh, one Lord. of the only. Yeah. Huge game. I obviously loved Mason Rudolph last year. I liked James, uh, Washington last year. They go to the NFL. Everyone kind of forgets about Justice Hill. He stays at Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. He actually averaged more yards per carry this year than he did last year, uh, 5.9 to 5.5. Um, to run 4-4 flat and have a 40-inch vertical, Ooh. that's what Saquon Barkley did. I mean, he was a lot bigger, yeah, but sure. not a lot of running backs can hit that um, mark in the vertical and in the 40. So I think with a lot of the running backs not 
doing very well yesterday. Justice Hill did a lot for himself. Hmm. All right. What about uh, on the defensive side of the ball? Some lower tier guy, like some not not lower tier, just off the radar guys. Because I mean, I think part of the problem with this draft class, and this is sort of my point, was that like we spend all this time talking about Kyler Murray, but oh, there's exactly, a lot yeah. more to the draft class sure. than that. Um, I'll start. Uh, Charles Amenahue from Texas. Yep. He hasn't worked out yet, but. Everyone was talking about Montez Sweat, how long he was. He was almost 6'6". He had these crazy long arms. Amenahu is as tall, um, longer, had like an 80 or 36-inch arms, which I've like never seen before. Yeah, that's big. And like 85-inch uh, wingspan or, wow. or like 85-inch change. So he's someone that didn't have a great Texas career early on but was pretty good as a senior. And at 6'6", 280 with those arms, teams are going to really like him. If he tests well, I think second round makes a lot of sense for him. Okay. Yeah, Minahu, I talked to him in the Senior Bowl, and he said, I'm a bigger version of Chandler Jones. Which and I you, think makes sense, yeah. And when you talk to guys, you say, okay, what was your best game? You go back and watch it. He gave me three best games. <laughs> it was Baylor, the Baylor game was his game to watch. DK's running again. All right, the TV behind us. Just turn around. You watch it. He is very. Oh my God, he's fast. Yeah, it's four, three, four three, three, three eight. eight. So wow. he's probably oh, he's locked into the fourth mid four threes. Wow. All right, he is, he just ran a four three forty. He's going to be the first offensive skill position player off the board. Because there was Hawkinson or Fant would maybe be there. It's going to be Metcalf. It could still be Hawkinson. You think? Ran four seven. Depends on who's Hawkinson ran four seven four seven one. That's I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm not worried you, about you know Zach Ertz ran four seven four seven six. Yeah, he's a bigger tight end. My thing is that, that I don't, I don't know that when you look at the group of teams at the top that there's a immediate need for a wide receiver unless, unless you think the Raiders are going to take DK Metcalf at four. Yeah, I don't know if they take him at four, but they, I mean, like I said, they could. If, you, if you get Kelvin Harmon at 35, I think. Well, so here, so let's assume that Dwayne Haskins and Kyler Murray are both going in the top 10. Let's also assume that Nick Bosa, Quentin Williams, and, um, Jared, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah. That's five guys. That's your yeah. five guys. So, you, I think you can start looking at number six. Like, it, like, there's five more spots and DK Metcalf is probably going to go in that stretch if there's a team up there who needs a wide receiver. Sure. I don't know that somebody trades up to get. Giants could trade Odell Beckham and draft DK Metcalf. Right, exactly. Like, like, but like the Giants and Jaguars aren't taking a wide receiver there. A wide receiver at six and seven. Lord, you would hope not. I mean, I guess the, I guess the Jaguars could. I mean, that would be pretty stupid, right? And it's like Metcalf. Jets go to seven. Jets could take him at seven. Yeah, that's a good landing they spot. They have for a him. lot of needs, but they they, they, they need to get, well, and also like a lot depends on what happens with Antonio Brown. You know who really sure. needs him? The, the Bills. Bills. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I think they're going to go line first, but they could certainly pick him at ten. But or, uh, any nine. of those teams that drafted a quarterback last year is, all need receivers. All need receivers. You know who else would love him at ten? Oh, not ten. Uh, where the Buccaneers pick? I had this in a mock trade. They're up. At, oh, they're at five. They might take him at five. They got Bruce Arians now. Yeah, for uh, James to throw bombs. That's all he does is throw bombs, Bruce Arians. And they have Mike Evans really, and DK, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is like, obviously he's just like alien type. Um, but his film is not like Kelvin Johnson, Julio Jones, like we're, like guys that went, receive, big athletic receivers that went in the top ten. Decent amount of drops. I don't think he ran more than a bubble screen or a go route at Ole Miss. Yep. I thought A.J. Brown was way better after the catch. Linearly explosive, yes, but I think he's a little bit raw. Like, you're going to be enticed by his athleticism, but That's he's a little bit raw. That's why the Raiders at four. Yeah. Like, that, that, that would be the Al Davis pick. Mm-hmm. Is For sure. DK Metcalf at four. Uh, what other receiver? Yep, go ahead. What's up? Redskins, I'm just going through the list of teams. Redskins have to take a quarterback. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, but they got someone's got. Who's no, the they signed ball. Teddy Bridgewater. It makes sense to go get DK Metcalf. That but anyway, be... what were you going to say? Oh no, I'm sure. Um, no, I, mean, I think I look. He to me, he has solidified his spot in the top half of the draft. Yeah, yeah. Who's sure. my number one yeah. receiver coming in, and that ain't changed. No, that's that's fine. I mean, I I joke that Kelvin Harmon might be wide receiver one. I think it would be insane to pick somebody. Kelvin Harmon still my wide receiver two. But right now. to your point, like, is he going to like? It, would he fit in John Gruden's system, where you move West guys? Coast? Right, no, not no, at all. Not really. He, you and move them all around at different spots. Not saying that I think Metcalf is going to be a bad player at the next level, but you will see in April because Metcalf's going to go ahead of Kelvin Harmon, who I think is a much more refined, Fine, yeah, polished. For sure, for sure. So it's it shows you what the NFL prioritizes in terms of the draft. That Always happens. Kelvin Harmon is probably going to go in the top of the second, and it will. Will probably have more of an instant impact right away. He may never be the, you know, he may never have 1,400 right. yards the with 12 People touchdowns. care about upside. Yes. Right. And but I like Kelvin Harmon a lot because I know what I'm getting from him day one. I'm not worried about scheme fit or, you know, can he do right. this? Can he do that? Metcalf, I think you can have those. And like, is John, is John Gruden going to be capable of saying, well, DK Metcalf doesn't fit our scheme and passing on him? Yeah, of course. Maybe at four. Maybe. Yeah. But Come I like on. the sort of the scenario we went through because you get, you get Noah Fant, you don't have to worry about Jared Cook. Derek Carr has some weapons. You address a lot of your needs. I mean, you're counting on a lot of rookies, but it'll be an improvement over what you had last year. My question with the Raiders is, Mike Mayock, like, how much power does he have? Like, he kind of said, like, right away, like, oh, is this John Gruden's team? Yeah, it's Gruden's but team. But I... I've always thought of Mayak as being a pretty level-headed I mean, uh, evaluator, but like if if Gruden's well, trying Gruden, to do crazy think, stuff, like what is Mayak no, saying? I think Gruden's going to lean on Mayak's evaluations. Okay, to move around his, to make the board. So I think but if you're he, a Raiders fan, you're a little bit happier now after what you went through in the offseason because you have Mike Mayak as your GM now. If Mayak's right, I mean, well, I no, guess. but I mean, like I think. If you're thinking, okay, it's John Gruden steering the ship, you're kind of like, look what he did with this roster, and how is he evaluating players now as opposed to when he was a coach 10 years ago? But, like, it's so different, like, evaluating a, a class full of prospects and knowing all about the prospects is entirely different from actually making the selections True. and pulling in the guys. Yep. And not to mention, look, if the, look, here's the reality. If the Raiders draft three bums in the first round, you know who's going to get blamed for it? Mike Mack. It ain't going to be John Gruden. Hugh Jack, oh. Yeah, Hugh Jackson. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Jackson did it. Um, all right. Anybody else you guys want to cover prospect wise before we? Oh, get you out mentioned of here? a late round guy or a guy that people don't necessarily know about, but actually I like a lot. They're not, they haven't run yet the defensive backs, but Justin Lane is a cornerback out of Michigan State, converted wide receiver. He's like six two, six three, and you watch him play, man. He's uh, he's he could be really good. You know, teams now like long cornerbacks and all that. So yeah. see how he runs and all the conversations we have about that. But he's a guy that I, I want to see how he does. And he's someone in that Ohio State game. He, I mean, that to me was one of Dwayne Haskins' worst games. They still won the game, obviously, but Justin Lane was, I don't know, really well in that game. two or three pass breakups against some really speedy wide receivers where I think when you, when I went into that game thinking, oh, this is a bigger, maybe slower cornerback, he was, you know, all those fast receivers for the Buckeyes, he was like glue on them. He's got long arms, and like Ryan said, he's like 6'2 or 6'3, so middle of the draft, I think you could get a starter if you want to play zone and just let him get his hands on the ball. A starter in the middle of the draft is good, good stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, we're going to get out of here then because I have to go catch a plane to Atlanta and then back to Raleigh to go see my family who hopefully still loves me. Uh, I love you listeners. Thanks for a great week in Indianapolis. We're back today, Sunday. Of course, you're listening. We're back on Monday. Again, we'll have Ryan Wilson on 
He's never escaping this podcast for as long as he lives. Chapasso, we'll have you back, sure. of course, soon. And uh, thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, and review. Talk to you guys tomorrow.